What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is episode 199. Next one is the big number 200. Sean and I jumped right in today, and we talked, obviously, NBA Finals. Had to recap that. Following that, we talked a little bit of NFL. Then we talked some baseball. After that, we just talked some random sports, golf, MMA, and we just talked about life. Uh, Sorry about the website. It's been down recently. Kind of my fault. I'll get around to it, I promise. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Sorry underscore Sports. When I get the website back up, I will tweet it out. Check it out, SorrySports.com, and enjoy the pod. We will be talking to you soon. And welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It is episode 199, one away from 200. Tom, I'm fucking stoked. It's good to talk to you again. It's been a few weeks. A lot of sports have happened. How you doing, man? Great to hear from you, man. Um, still alive, still kicking. No NBA. I'm, I'm depressed, man, because baseball sucks. Oh, it sucks. And we'll get to it, too. Um, but the good thing is, draft on Thursday... And then free agency a week from today. So the season that never really ends, the NBA, the 365 uh, league. Well, I can't wait for it, man. There's going to be a lot of news being made in the next 10 days, 11 days. Yeah, already a trade today. Uh, Bledsoe and Adams going to, where was it, Memphis. Valanciunas coming back and they're swapping uh, picks and a few other things that I didn't even see yet. So that's that's an interesting trade. Uh, Griffin is kind of fucking up down there in New Orleans. Let's see if he can keep Zion happy. Um, yeah, remember when I said I was going to do a full draft breakdown and then life got in the way? <laughs> I kind of figured when you said that, I was like, this ain't fucking happening. No chance. No chance. <laughs> well, but I like every... the fact that the intention was there. Intention was there. Life's going to slow down for me heavy uh, middle of football season, so... That's good news. Uh, Sean, you sound a little sick. I hope you're okay. And you told me you were off the pot. It was just a cold. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, just a cold. Just dealing with the just dealing with a stupid sore throat. I had my voice lost for a few days. and We're getting it back. Playing hurt, but you know what? It's Whenever we get a chance to record, we got to do it. So I'm going to need you to carry this here. All right? Um, I can do that. I, I can definitely talk a little bit more if I need to. I was going to make a, a, an off-color joke there, but I've matured. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you were just chomping at the bit for it. Yeah. Um, when, you, yeah. when you said the sore throat thing, I was going to say, did Frenchie visit you this week? But I, I, I refrained. Yeah, well, that's very nice, knowing that, you know, I'm in Texas. Uh, I got a question for you, by the way. Hmm. Um, what have you been doing since we last talked? You said life got in the way. I want to know what life is. Listen, working, school, uh, dino hype is is in and out. It's Things are slow right now. My podcast partner, Ryan, got a new job. Congratulations to him. So he's a busy beaver. Um, yeah, you know, just school's picked up, but hopefully it slows down soon. Um, and that's been pretty much it. You know, watching a few new shows. We usually talk about it at the end of the pod, so we'll get into that. Um, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much it. I can appreciate that. What about you? There's a lot going on. Well, before I got sick, um, 
possibly getting a new job, so I'm excited about that. Congrats. Um, thank you. Working the current one, staying busy, getting out a little bit more here um, in Austin, and yeah, just living life. Um, got some people visiting in a few months. Uh, I got some family coming in, and hopefully you and Michaela will make a trip down here. Talked to her about it today, over. actually. I said, I, I need to go Did down you? and see Shawnee Boy. Yeah, because I said, told her I was doing a pod, and I said, I really want to go to Austin. I'd like to do it when it's cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll make sure we plan for like maybe like a November, like I said, because I've, I made the mistake before I moved here of being like, oh, I'll come down for New Year's. It'll be great because it's freezing in Connecticut. Yeah, well, it's fucking freezing here, too. So <laughs> uh, we'll get over that. But anyway, man, I'm glad to hear things are going well. Um and that you know your summer's moving along nicely, and now we get to too get quickly, into the fun man. Stuff. Too quickly, it has it's it has gone August. by really fucking fast, really fast. Absolutely. Speaking Which of flying by fast, the NBA season has come and gone. And Sean, the first thing I have to ask you is, how much does it suck that your Nets would probably be have some rings on their fingers had things broke differently? <laughs> You know the answer to that. It obviously fucking sucks. If Durant wasn't wearing, you know, a shoe a couple sizes too big for him, the Nets win game seven, and they are probably winning the championship uh, with a healthy heart and Kyrie. But they'll be back next year. They're already opening it title favorites in Vegas uh, for 2022. So I'm I'm okay. I mean, honestly, it's all right to lose to the team that eventually went on to win it all. And they followed the same template just – going down 0-2 in pretty much every series and somehow coming back and looking undefeated, which they were the rest of the series. Yeah, so let's talk about this series. Um, Phoenix, I don't remember the last time we recorded. It was probably after game one. Uh, Phoenix gets off to a hot start, and um, Coach Bud, who we shit on constantly over the past year and a half, it seems like, and that team in general, like you said, they go down 2-0 a lot, but they make a ton of adjustments, and that seemed to have happened. And obviously, I think the most important thing that got the Milwaukee Bucks the championship was that Giannis catapulted himself from a top probably 50 player of all time to now a top 20, probably 5 player of all time. Yeah. I mean, his resume, two two-time MVP and now a finals and a finals MVP. <laughs> defensive I mean, player of the year, throw that defensive in Defensive player well. of the year, exactly. I didn't even have to add that because the other two were so great. But, yeah, yeah man, this is, this is a guy where now he's playing with house money the rest of his career, honestly. What a story. I feel like we don't – I feel like just the way the world works today, we don't really appreciate what actually happened. Uh, I, I hearken back to the Super Bowl where Tom Brady has won his seventh at 100 years old. And I feel like we didn't really appreciate that either. Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship at 50 years old and Giannis just going from being basically homeless in Greece, not starting to play basketball until 2008. Uh, He's the same age as me, so that would make him about 13 years old. Um, And he's not like these other guys where not to take anything away from them, but, you know, the guys from other countries, I... I think back to, you know, Hakeem or Joel Embiid or a lot of these European players where they either grow up playing professionally since, you know, they were 12 years old or Joel Embiid went to high school in this country and he went to Kansas and then Hakeem Olajuwon, from what I remember, went to the University of Houston, if I'm not mistaken, and then he rolled it right over with the Rockets. I mean, Giannis was playing... uh, 
you can still look it up. He was playing basically, you'd probably catch him at your local YMCA if he was playing over here, um, to just becoming one of the greatest, most unique basketball players ever. Unique is the perfect word. I mean, there, there have been so many digs at him, won by current net James Harden, where, yeah, it'd be easy if I were seven foot and I could just dunk every time. Well, I think a little bit more than that. Let's let's give him a little credit. Oh, no doubt about it. And I never thought that that quote was fair. Um, but let's be honest. He has shown, even as recently as this postseason, that if you made him one-dimensional, he was probably a guy you could contain. Very much but, so, until, until game three of the finals on. And my God, man, to put up 50 and to go 17 of 19 from the free throw line with yep. all of his free throw struggles... To do that at home, it's in funny. A clincher, I was, I was thinking about, awesome. I was thinking about something you said on the earlier podcast where I, I kind of took a dig at Shaq for his free throw shooting, and you said, "Well, I'll give him a pass on that because he fouled damn near everybody out of the game," and that's kind of what I felt like Giannis took on, um, probably towards the end of the Hawks series all the way through, where he was just like, "All right, I, I'm not going to let this phase me, even if I'm missing free throws." I'm just going to keep getting your guys in foul trouble, and I'm going to do my best to hit one or two free throws. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, right? I mean, this is a guy that he could he could get you on a, on a mismatch basically every time because, A, nobody can guard him, and, B, he also can, is such a willing and good passer to not only make the pass to the open guy but to also reset a possession where he could get another mismatch further down low and either you know that was that's why the free throw shooting was such a problem during the postseason because it's like this guy's going to the line 25 30 times a game yeah but he, but he's making six or seven of them exactly, and, yeah. and and that wasn't the case and and Shaq also it never really mattered because not only did he get other people in foul trouble well he was the most dominant force i think still the nba's ever seen yeah, between him and Wilt who was not a winner yeah. Shaq was a winner but although Wilt has two titles um yeah, it was an all-time series. For me, I thought it was going to be a really boring one, but then it got super interesting. Um, the Bucks just made a ton of adjustments, and, and honestly, I look at um, Coach Bud as kind of a Rick Carlisle figure where it's just like stay as long as you want now. And, Which is and amazing. And revere him now, whereas Rick Carlisle had a, not a great start. at. I forgot where his first stop was coaching. Indiana. But, Yes, Indiana. He's back, by the way. Um, yeah. And um, then he goes to Dallas, and now he is this uh, genius. Uh, and I feel like we might be getting that from Coach Bud, although the the underdressedness kind of throws me off a little bit. I understood it when we were in the bubble and everybody was wearing polos, but he seems to be the only <laughs> one that forgot um, to put the suit back on. Um, you're right over there, buddy. We're doing all right. Um, but I, I mean, this team, the adjustments that they made, and you know, you could we could say that this is not as big of a title as some of these other ones because LeBron got hurt and your team obviously got dinged up and this, that, and the third. But Milwaukee was hurt too. I mean, they they were missing some big players as well. So I think this is definitely just a war of attrition title, and and this title counts just as just as well as the rest of them. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, very well said. It's There's no asterisk on this title. Let's put it that way. 
you know, things in basketball and in all sports, there has to be some issues with the rest of the teams. You have to catch a couple of breaks. It just is what it is. It's Absolutely. Just, that's, that's sports. And, and Milwaukee was able to capitalize on, uh, on a Brooklyn team that after being up 2-0 and then being up 3-2 with all the momentum, had some injured guys and, and they were able to win a game seven on the road by the literally skin of their fucking teeth. Toes. And then they beat an Atlanta. There you go. <laughs> beat an Atlanta team and then beat a Phoenix team that we were kind of saying the same things about on the Western conference side. Right. I mean, if the Lakers were healthy, they don't get past that series. If the Clippers are healthy, they don't get past that series. They did all those things. They're up two Oh, and I think now is a good time after we give Milwaukee all their flowers to talk about what the future holds with Chris Paul and the Suns. And why don't we start with Chris Paul, man? I, I know you and I have opinions on him that are not always the most popular. And I know that game six was not totally on him, but you certainly can say games four and five were. Yeah. What is Where is his legacy stand in your eyes right now? Just to put a bow on Milwaukee, Chris Middleton stepped up immensely as well as Brooke Lopez. Um, and and drew, the trading a million picks for Drew Holiday, which we were kind of scratching our head at, clearly paid off for them. He was a dominant defensive player. Um, we could put a bow on their series. Congrats to Giannis, top 25 player of all time. A truly unique player um, and somebody we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Um, back to the Phoenix, unless you have anything else to say about Milwaukee. Nope, um, I'm good. Yeah, Chris Paul, man, tough. It was coming up roses for him. And I feel like we say it a lot. Chris Paul got gassed. He got injured. I really do think there was a significant injury to him because, I mean, watching games three and four, eh, maybe maybe four and five, actually, like there was times where he just like couldn't dribble. Like yeah. the point God, as everybody likes to call him, who, I mean, in games one and two, he had the ball on a fucking string. It's like he was like it, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. There was times where he was dribbling the ball so sloppy, it, it looked like he didn't even know how, how to use his left hand. It looked like, I, I don't even know how to really describe it. And he just, uh, I think it had to do with his asshole got real tight. When the Bucks won a game and then won a second one, and it, he was also hurt. And legacy wise, I mean, you got to put Magic ahead of him, right? You got to put yeah, you got to put Isaiah ahead of him because championships to me, maybe I'm a little more old school and whatnot. For me, the, I they still matter to me, especially and, from the point guard position. And man. he won two. Um. I put him right there with Stockton. I mean, do you put Clyde in front of him? I, I don't know. Yes. I think you do just for his performance in what yes. was it, the 76 championship game? 73. 73. 73 excuse me. Um, sorry. I was I was minus a million years old back then. I, was, um, I mean, can you think of some other point guards to put in front of him? I, I definitely put him in, obviously, the top ten of point guards. He might be looking in at the top five if he continues to go the rate that he's going. I but. mean, is it bad for me to put Kidd and, and Nash ahead of him? I mean, Nash, for a certain period of time, for, for, a, for a two- or three-year stretch, was the best player in basketball. He was even better than what Duncan or Kobe was during those few years. Two-time MVP in a row. I don't play. Kid, Kid uh, got the New Jersey Nets to two straight finals, and then he won a championship with Dallas. I don't. I don't count. I mean, 
it's nice that kid got a ring and it definitely like helps the way I view him in history but kid yeah I mean the Eastern Conference was pure garbage at the time but then again you could say the Western Conference was compromised this year so I can't I can't fault you for it I cannot fault now that I talked myself out of like arguing with you I can't fault you for it but I have CP3 ahead of kid body of work wise um, Chris Paul is an anomaly, man, and I, I hate to cut you off, but I'm like I've been chomping at the bit to talk to you about this because I have so many people who are in my life who are just like furious that I don't give him like this top five point guard all time set. I'm like, it's not my fault. You're overrating him. We had this conversation with Dame last year. I love Chris Paul. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the best statistical point guards of all time. He's five and four in series. He's been up two zero. And like you said, you're old-fashioned. You like point guards that win titles. You like guys that win titles. This was his first yeah, title. Yeah, just guys in to. general. Yeah, but this is the first title he's been to, and he's up 2-0 with home court advantage, and just you can point to three games where he was dog shit. I know he played a good game six, and Booker didn't come along for the ride. I don't want to hear it. You have to will yourself to win sometimes. You have to win, will your team to win, rather, sometimes. I just feel like when the moment comes up to be big and do that, he doesn't do it. Listen, I mean, credit to to, Gian, to Giannis uh, for every time he, the Chris Paul got him in a switch, he didn't he was unable to get by him. Obviously, credit to Drew Holiday for just being an absolute dog on defense, best perimeter defender in the league, most likely. But you know what? If you're CP3 and you are who you're supposed to be, you got to be able to do better than what you did in games three, four, and. Ultimately, five. He lost game seven at home a few years ago when he was still a Clipper to Utah. I mean, they were, I think the Clippers were two seed that year. Like, I, I, I've seen it time and time again with him, and I'm not discrediting what he's done. I'm just saying he's not as good as people say he is. John Stockton went to two straight finals, and the only reason they didn't win one was because a guy named Michael Jordan on the Chicago Bulls was on the other team. Like, now going now going at you with your Jason Kidd argument. Sure. If CP3 gets and you put it you, you really worded it well there. If CP3 gets a Twilight title, let's say maybe he goes to the Lakers this coming year cuz he is a pending free agent. I don't know how that would work monetarily, but, but let's just say there's money's always able to be moved around in the NBA. Do you put him above J Kidd then? If Chris Paul got a title this past year with the Phoenix Suns, he would have been ahead of Jason Kidd. I think he needs a title to get ahead of Jason Kidd, but again, Jason Kidd, let's not act. I know he wasn't a great player on that Dallas team, but he was a very important player on Absolutely. that Dallas team. He completely changed his game. He turned himself into a above-average three-point shooter from a guy who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. He was and an he integral the, part of that title team. And he did get the Nets. He became the, the best player on the best Eastern Conference team. I know the Eastern Conference wasn't very good in the early 2000s, but they still did get there twice. He has one more finals appearance than Chris Paul does. Yeah. And you certainly can't say that he took a great franchise there. So, I don't know. Like, to me... No, I, not at all. I mean, Chris you... Paul was a great player, but he, he, he is propped up unnecessarily to me to the point where when I have to take shots at him, it's as if I'm saying he's not a good player. He's Absolutely. just not as good as people say he is, and I don't know why that's such a problem. 
No, I agree with you. I think we're on the same page. I think you're a little more negative. It sounds like you're fighting a lot more people than I am down there. But I think we I am with, fighting a lot when of we people, rank them. <laughs> I think when we rank him, I think me and you have him about the same. I may put him ahead of kid, but we're about in the same ballpark. Um, we got the conversation at least. Yes. Um, I don't want to hear this blasphemy that Westbrook is better than him. Who the hell is saying that? Some I, I forgot who on Twitter before the finals was like, yeah, Westbrook is uh, – like a, a guy with a blue check next to his name was like, Westbrook is a better point guard than him. What? You better take that blue check mark away. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I guess technically they have been to the same amount of finals, but uh, Chris Paul makes every team he's on better. Chris Paul is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the best pure point guards of all time. Westbrook is as well, but then again, like I feel like everybody gets into the NBA Hall of Fame. Yes, but Westbrook. I mean, if you know basketball at all, you don't put Westbrook and and Paul in the same the same breath. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, Booker. I put Steph ahead. Steph ahead. Oh, sure. yeah, absolutely. If you want to consider, I guess Steph, yeah, he is a point guard. Steph Steph is probably three, dude. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Maybe I put, Pete. just just given that the way he's changed the game and everything, I might put Steph right behind Magic. Yep, you throw Bob Cousy in there. Yeah, the, yeah I mean, he's got. Pistol Pete Maravich. This, I mean, yeah, Kuzi changed the game, so you can you can have that argument. Kuzi made basketball fun, and Bill Russell dragged him to a title late in his career. Definitely, uh, I mean, Pistol Pete. Yeah, th- these are these are all guys that I'm just saying. Like, why is it so ridiculous to put them ahead of Chris Paul when it's not. they all have things that it's Chris totally Paul not. doesn't? The only two people that have that don't have the championships that we're talking about are Nash and uh, and Stockton. Stockton. And both of which I thought were better at their peaks and were more – got their teams further than Chris Paul. Agreed, agreed. Again, ah. Utah wins the title in that – Utah beats Indiana in one of those series, right, if, if, you, if Chicago doesn't win? Yeah, I mean we're talking about – you know, as much as I think Carl Malone was a stat compiler, we're talking about the greatest player ever. And right. in one of those years, probably the greatest team ever. Absolutely. All right, so we put Chris Paul to bed. He's still a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I was rooting heavy for him because I really want him to get that title. I just always root for the greats in that situation to get their titles. You know, just like if Giannis 10 years from now doesn't have a title, I'm rooting for him. Now I don't have to. I can close the book on Giannis. It feels good to be able to close the book on guys that you root for. You don't have to worry about them anymore. That's re- It's really what I do. Dude, I, I was right there with you. I was rooting for the Suns, and not because I mean I I'm happy PJ that, Tucker, sneaker king, got a title, and I'm happy your boy Brooke <laughs> Lopez got a title. I was happy for Brooke, absolutely happy for Brooke. All right, so we can put Chris Paul to bed. If you want to talk about the rest of the team, incredible adjustments made by the Bucks. I mean, you go from Cam Johnson and Miles Bridges lighting it up from three, and then they they figured out a way to get them out of the corners. And, I mean, I, personally, Monty Williams, I don't think, did a great job coaching. Cam Johnson should have played a lot more. If I saw one more Jay Crowder brick, I was going to throw up. Speaking of bricks, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Olympics probably after this, and that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Nice. Um, Bridges was just non-existent, and it was pretty much Booker. Aiton did a good job staying out of foul trouble until 
Giannis realized, fuck it, I'm just going to get him out of this game in games three, four, and five, and six, obviously. Um, but I, I think Booker's a rising star. I think Chris Paul is honestly, even if he doesn't return, is going to make a tremendous impact on him. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that we're going to look back on this Suns run. And by the way, I agree. Everything that you said, you know, leading up to that final statement, I. I I think that when we look back at this Phoenix run, we're going to say Devin Booker went from star to superstar. Yep. Now, I'm not going to say something stupid like Stephen A. did, saying how he's the next Kobe. There is no next Kobe, just like there's no next MJ. Uh, And it's just a stupid thing that I don't understand why you can have hot takes, but, like, really, you got to... You got to say that, like, come on. But he is, he, I mean, he, his shot making ability in some of those games was just stupid. It was stupid. His bag is, was. his bag is very deep. He's got a lot of tools. And he's a, he's a better passer than people give him credit for. Better I know defender. he wasn't, and he's a good defender. I know he wasn't as willing of a passer as some people want to make it out to be, but you know what? He didn't have to be. That's Chris Paul's job. I thought he was a really, really impactful player up until game six where he wilted and he didn't have much left. But that's what you do as a young guy. That's what you do as a young guy. You don't do that as Chris Paul. Right, on the road too. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can put a bow on it at this. Who? Congrats to the Bucs. We'll do super early predictions here. Who's your title winner in the year, what is it, 2022? Yeah, it's, it's of course my Nets. Okay. If they're healthy, they're 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 the champions this year, I, I, and they're just going to add to their roster. And as long as Kyrie, Harden, and Durant are healthy, they're they're going to be the they're going to be the champs. I don't have any doubt. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on the Nets. Although I will say, quick caveat: the timer Kyrie already had a wacky year this year, and it usually doesn't happen till year two, year three with yep. a franchise. So. Expect some Kyrie wackiness, but I think they can weather the storm with the other two guys there. And as, you know, Harden's not even a wild card. Like, yeah, he goes to strip clubs. Yeah, he's out of shape, but he plays every single game and he produces. So if you have those two on the team, you know they're going to fill the cracks a little bit better this year with a full off season. Guys are going to want to play with them. Give me the Nets as well. Yeah, and let's not forget, despite the wackiness, Kyrie had 40, 50, 90 this year too. Absolutely, he he did, and, and I think you know maybe the results were skewed because he took two breaks. But hey, <laughs> discussion for another time. But I think we can agree. How about how about in the West? Where do you see if we both agree the Nets are going to win overall? We have a Western Conference representative. Where do you see way before the off season starts? I think LeBron. LeBron is gonna he he can't take not being in the spotlight, and I think he's going to do whatever it takes to get back there. I mean, just the tweets that he was putting out, just he he needs to be heard at all times. It's I'm going to forget to ask you this, so I'm going to do it now. Did you watch Space Jam 2? Not yet, but Space Jam 1 is one of my favorite movies along with White Men Can't Jump um, and a few others. That's a great movie as well, another good basketball movie. I'm going to have to see it. Did you? No, not yet. I don't think I will, truthfully. Oh, come but, on. It's not like I'm asking you to watch, you know, fucking the the entire Sopranos series here. It's three hours out of your life. Don't act I too probably, busy for that. We're too busy to I, do a pod sometimes, but you can fit that in. Yeah, it has nothing to do with busyness, my friend. Uh, it has more to do with I'm desire. sure you've seen the first. Of course I have. I love the first. I feel like I know that it's like 
I, it's been getting killed, by the way. Like everybody hates oh, absolutely. it. But I think that's because everybody All the hates more LeBron and everybody loves Jordan. There you go. If you you text me and let me know when you watch it, and I'll watch it. Listen, I mean, you got to go into it with the with the things in mind that one, it's not a sequel. It's supposed to be completely different, and two, it's deep down, it's supposed to be a kids' movie. You're not going to feel the same way you did about it when you were, you know, eight years old. It's a very good point. By the way, I've I've never seen all the Star Wars, and I'm thinking about watching them in order. Oh, I think you have to. I'm not even a Star Wars person. I don't think I've seen a Star Wars movie in like 15 years, but I think you should. I'm not watching them in order that they came out. I'm watching them in order of sequence. So No, I, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah, yeah I, I got to get around to that. Um but yeah, like I think LeBron will be back. I think they're going to retool. LeBron's only got a few years left. His son should be in the league soon. Maybe he'll play a year or two with him. But LeBron's only got a few years left, I think. Um, and I think they're going to get some type of guard. I don't think they have enough to go get Dame Lillard, but I think they can get Lowry. Well, they're they're shopping KCP and Kuzma to literally everybody. So Sick. we'll see how they can do that. I saw that on Bleacher Report yesterday. It's like, well, that's that's hilarious how they're not even keeping that uh, on the down low. Um, let's talk draft real fast. I know you're not going to do your extensive mock today. Yeah. Um, but I do want to get your thoughts on some of the picks and where you expect some of the top prospects to go ahead of Thursday's draft. Because despite the fact you're not given the full analysis, I know you've been deep in the weeds on this. Yeah, I'll just give you the top couple just because I don't want to I don't want to leave anybody low out cuz again, I haven't really done my research, but my favorite player in the draft is Mobley. I I think he can be better than DeAndre Ayton. Um and, and Ayton made himself a lot of money this year. He has looked great and definitely not like a bust. Um I think I think Cunningham goes number 1, but I think Mobley's the best player in the draft and I really like Green. Yeah, right now it seems like, you know, Detroit, there was a report came out today that said Detroit's still split on number one. I think it's going to be Cunningham as well. And then I also think that, you know, Houston, Mobley's the best player in the draft. That seems to be the consensus amongst all the evaluators and now obviously including yourself. But I just think, like, Green's the safer pick there for Houston if no trades are made. Yeah. And and he's the guy that they're going to be able to, build around as a as an obviously very athletic wing and you're just going to let him get high volume all season long for his rookie year and then Mobley's going to go to Cleveland and we'll see if they want to match whatever offer she Jared Allen's going to get and pair those two together yeah I I definitely do not want the Knicks to trade for Colin Sexton um there's plenty of point guards. Talk about that. there's plenty of point guards out there on the market we do not need to give up assets for him um, I think he's an empty stats kind of guy. I, I would much rather Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Well, we'll see what that New Orleans pick or that New Orleans trade today is whether that was made to keep Lonzo and match any offer sheet or if that's to go after Lowry or, or anything else. I think but they're yeah, going to sign Lowry up down there or another veteran point guard and Lonzo is going to be on the market. Uh, and then listen, I have not sold. Go there, though. What? Does Lowry want to go to New Orleans, though? Eh, yeah, you're right. He has won a ring. He may want to go to a, a city that's interesting, although uh, New Orleans is a nice place. Yeah, not for basketball. No, it's definitely not for basketball. That is a football town. Um, 
Speaking of which, we're going to have Will on twice, hopefully. I haven't spoken to him about it, but I'm sure he's willing. We're going to be on Mike Phillips' pod talking basketball soon, and i got to get the website fixed. Wanted to get all that in there before I forget. Love it. Back to the scheduled programming. I would love for the Knicks to go (laughs) after Lonzo Ball. Lonzo, Lonzo, Lonzo. That's the only free agent I really give a shit about this year. I think they're going to be in the mix. I think they're going to be in the Lowry mix. I think if Chris Paul leaves, they're going to be in the mix for him. I think they're going to be after Dinwiddie. I think they're going to be after everybody. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Anything else about the NBA, or should we go over? Should we go over to Tokyo? <laughs> Let's go over to Tokyo. All right. So USA is still not at full strength. I think Booker, Holiday, and Middleton are getting still getting acclimated. They lose to France. Um, I watched most of the second half. It is. Bad, bad basketball. Not Coach Pop brand of basketball, although I don't think any of the players really want to play that. Um, but it, it was just, man, in that last possession, I have not seen that many bricks from these superstar players in the longest time. I know the line is closer or whatever it is, but, like, come on, you guys have been practicing in these dimensions for months now. I, I don't want to hear that. But with all that being said, Kevin Durant is still on this team. I know he's got a gold medal already, but he wouldn't have gone there to not try and win. He would have just skipped like seemingly everybody else. And Dame Lillard's there. And, and if those two are there, I still think the United States is going to win the gold. Too much talent on this team for them not to win the gold. But the questions are obviously France very... is a good team. Well, the, the rest of the... I mean, there's a lot of countries that are are very good at basketball, and and they're so much more accustomed to playing together for all of these tournaments than the USA team is. So the continuity is something that this USA team doesn't have that other that other countries have, and they're able to to pull away in games. It's I kind of liken it to the March Madness, where you have these teams that are a boatload of seniors playing against the more talented team of all freshmen. Yeah, you know, they're they're used to their style of play. They're used to the international style of play, and the United States, the most of this roster isn't. Yeah, and it's kind of like an AAU tournament where you have that one great team that just got put together the week before. They might lose the first game, but they're going to figure it out. I just think there's too much talent for them not to. But would you be surprised if they lost? This year, no, I wouldn't. I, I, I would be – some of the other years where they had all those teams with Kobe on them and then moving forward, I would have been shocked. And this is their first loss since 2004 um, mm-hmm. in the Olympics. But, no, I wouldn't be as shocked. But I'd, I'd still be super disappointed. I mean, we are the basketball country. Basketball and baseball – basketball, baseball, and football is what we do, so we should be dominant. We should be, but other teams have caught up. You know, in 92, players on other countries' teams were trying to take pictures with the Dream Team, and now they're trying to kick their asses. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Anything else on the Olympics that, that you've seen that that has really caught your eye? Honestly, uh, the Olympics has been super underwhelming for me this year. Usually it was like the appointment of the summer for me, watching the opening ceremonies and keeping mm. up with all of the all of the activities. I don't know if it's sports overload. I don't know if it was bad advertising by NBC and whoever else is is doing the Olympics this year. Might be just I don't care anymore. I, I don't really know, but I'm not as into it as I used to be. I have never been into it. I don't care. I don't care at all. 
about the Olympics. I've never cared about the Olympics. I don't care about the World Cup. Um, I don't know these sports. Most of these athletes, I don't know. I don't know the events. I don't know what to look for. It doesn't matter to me. As shitty as that sounds, I'm just not into it. I've never been into it. I don't know who to. I don't know who to root for. Okay, great. America won the fucking javelin. Great. You know the. I feel the same in the Winter Olympics. I don't know. Um, I'm just. I've never. It's never been my thing, man. All right. Well, that's Olympic talk with Sean. Good stuff. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> am I really wrong for feeling any of those ways? I don't know. I hate college football, but I, I give you I give you what I got. College football is huge in this country, bro. Every year. It's not huge in my life, except for this year. <laughs> it's huge every year. It's leading sports. Go Mississippi center. State. Texas right. and by the way, Texas and what, Oklahoma are trying to get into the fucking SEC? Yeah, they're they're darting the Big Twelve. They're done in four years. That's crazy. Yeah, that that is crazy. Um, I, I think conferences are kind of a thing of the past, to be honest. Especially with this uh, name, image, and likeness now. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't think. I mean, it's going to be a long process, but before we're dead, I think conferences will be. I think there's just going to be one big mega conference, and it's going to be regionalized, and the teams like Rutgers and teams like that, or just schools like that, rather, are just not going to matter. Tough to see because Rutgers' only recruiting tool is the fact that they play in the Big Ten. Right. All right, man. Um, anything else for international sports? Any F1? Any Anything like that? <laughs> no, not for me. You? All right. Now, you ready to talk some <laughs> baseball? I was going to talk NFL first because I think we okay. got to talk Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> if you want to, Aaron Rodgers still hasn't spoken. People around him have. Okay, but it sounds like the deal is pretty much done for his new contract. I'm so fucking sick and tired of Aaron Rodgers, man. Him and Bryson, bro. Like, of course they got paired together. I am so fucking sick of it. I could honestly care less if he plays another snap again in the NFL. And I'm a big Miles Teller guy. There's NFL talk right right there with Tom. Um, No. That's my honest opinion, like... It was just so – the whole thing was so stupid. It, 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 he took a page out of LeBron's lo, uh, pa- book, like, oh, look at me, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, like, if you want to go host Jeopardy, do it. Like, honestly, I think you're a great football player, and I love watching you on Sundays. But, like, I, I welcome on the pod to, to tell us your deep thoughts. But, like, I could really care less. I do think it's an interesting storyline, though. Obviously, he's back at camp, so we don't have to deal with this anymore. And – this is going to be their version of the last dance. And because the contract written in is it voids the 2023 season and 2022 is they're going to work with him on finding a trade partner. If he wants to leave or if he's not happy with the construction, you're of the disrespecting Packers. MJ very hard right now with your comp to the last dance. I mean, but that's what their version is. Coming off coming off back to back titles. What's Aaron Rodgers coming off? An MVP? It's, By the way, I picked him to win MVP. No big deal. Two two straight NFC championship games, but that's why I said their version. I didn't say it is exactly the last dance. But you saw him and Devontae Adams saying, All right, let's go. Like this is the last time and we all know it. I think it's good for the Packers and I think it's good for Rodgers. Yeah. Let's it, finally clean this up. 
Absolutely, I agree. It's nice to put a bow on it, and I wouldn't mind seeing him somewhere else in a different uniform. And maybe if he just stops being so, I don't know, just trying to be something like Bryson's trying to be cool. By the way, he should hire me to be his caddy because we've talked about this. If if I were in an interview with Bryson, my I would say, listen, the first two years are going to be rough because I am absolutely going to shit on you. Like I'm going to shit on you, like. Everybody else shits on you, but worse because my shit talk is up there with, you know, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Dude, and Conor McGregor. You literally said that uh, th- this whole spiel on the last pod. No, I didn't. I texted it to you. <laughs> I, I texted it to you. I didn't say it on the pod. All right. Um, but you know, after two years, we're gonna be, we're gonna be, you're gonna be the coolest fucking cat out there. And that's that's my interview. Am I hired? Obviously. <laughs> But yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the same thing. Like he should hire me as his PR guy because it would be a lot cooler. Just he's just a weird guy. He's just a weird fucking guy. Yeah, sometimes you got to be weird to be great, or you can be cool as fuck like Tom Brady. Dude, did you see the video of Brady throwing the fucking football into the the jug machine? machine? Yeah, Yeah. that can't be real. It can't be real, but if it can be, it's only going to be from him, right? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. But then I also was like, oh, you're going to, the third one, the jug machine's going to fall over, so it seems more realistic. Yeah. Okay. And, and you called it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that was real. Their Super Bowl rings are insane. I don't know if you've seen them. Oh, I saw them. Yeah, Wild, they're, they're so. pretty incredible. Maybe you follow Brady on Instagram. Maybe he's the one guy you check out. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I yeah, am ecstatic but, yeah. for training camp. Uh, for fantasy football to come back, I am the reigning champion. Um, I, I just I can't wait because segueing into our next sport, I just uh, I don't like baseball. No, nope. hey, it's like a broken it. record. It's a broken record, and, and we don't have to spend too much time on it because we've we've done it justice the last two weeks. And, and there's a lot of fun do. stuff going on in baseball t- between Tatis. And Otani in the two leagues, I mean, and there's a million fun players. And the draft looks like there's a bunch of other, an influx of a a lot of other young prospects, but it just sucks. And I mean, yesterday I was on the golf course and my cousin who I'm playing with keeps giving me updates about how, uh, who was it, Domingo's throwing a no-hitter through six and then he gives up fucking, or um, who inherited the runners? No, he threw threw a no-hitter through seven and gave up a leadoff double in the eighth. Yeah, and oh, then well, the Yankees lose four to three. Five four, yeah. It was yeah, a, whatever. Dude. Yeah. Bad. But the thing was, I was thinking like, dude, like he's like, Oh, Herman's throwing a no hitter. Like a couple years ago I would have been like, Alright, we gotta put this game on in the cart so we can watch it. I I was like, I dude, I don't fucking care. No. I, I do not care, and that's sad. And I know what's going on. I'm still deep in the weeds, but it's just like I, I it just I genuinely don't care. I'm so happy you said that, and you know you've expressed a great deal of anger the last two times we recorded about this Yankee team, and I obviously met you with those. I was just trying to explain why they were dealing with certain things, but really what it comes down to is they've taken the joy out of what it is to be a fan of this team. I couldn't agree with you more. I was watching some of the game yesterday. I've even like skipped a boatload of games, not only because I was working, but I had other stuff I could possibly do. And I just wasn't checking the score as much. And 
I'm like, why is it this way? Am I getting older? Am I losing the love for the game? And I'm like, no, like this team is just joyless. Like even when they win, it's not that fun. No, and and you know what? And the more I thought about what you said and everything, unfortunately, you know, just like for me, the Jets and the Knicks, I think the Yankees owner just sucks. I, they're they're in this holding pattern right now where I really don't know what they could possibly do to make a quick fix. This is going to be a you're going to have to burn the house down and build an entire new house. But unfortunately, because, they're not going to get rid of any of the guys that that you need to burn down. Like if this team were smart, they would trade Judge right now. But they wouldn't. yeah in in season is a little harder or, or in to the trade off a guy season. like that. Yeah, I think the off season is the time to do it. Um, would they uh, in do addition it? to anybody else? And that's the problem is with this current regime. No, would if they make a change at general manager and manager, would they do it? And Hal says, "Listen, just do whatever you want to do." None I, of that is going to happen. Cashman will be back, and to be honest, I, I Boone, if he, anybody gets fired, he will be the sacrificial lamb. But I wouldn't be shocked if he's back either. If they miss the playoffs, he won't be back. But Cashman most likely will. And that's the hard, that's the disheartening thing about this is, you know, they're so stubborn in their decision-making, and it shows up every game. You know, the the eighth, the ninth inning the other night, you know, the last terrible loss of the season, uh, most terrible loss of the season before yesterday. Dude, Sessa, as much as we shit on him, threw a five-pitch scoreless bottom of the eighth. You're up two runs. Why do you not pitch him again? Oh, well, we got to go to Green because Green's our closer tonight. Even though Green threw 24 pitches two nights ago, he's got a pitch. And, of course, close the lead. And then yesterday, Herman, we got to take him out because he gave up one hit. Can't wait to go to Loisaga, even though his only game that he's appeared in in the last three weeks was the day before. Nope, the situation says go to Loisaga. Then it's too late. Then we got to bring in Britain, even though Britain hasn't been right. And the stubbornness of the team day in and day out with these decision-making process is absolutely insane. It's so fucking frustrating because anybody who knows anything about baseball could tell you that these are not the right moves and you're not going with feel. Meanwhile, you look at Boston, that's all they do. No wonder they're so much better than us. Yeah, it sounds like you don't even have a cold. It sounds like you've just been crying. <laughs> and I don't blame you. <laughs> I wish I was crying. I wish I had that emotion. Yeah, right? I'm just numb to it. Like, I don't care. Like, the only thing that got me, like, marginally excited was the fact that the Yankees made a phone call on Trevor Story. Yeah. And and what is that really going to do? I mean, yeah, it moves Glaber back to second base. You pro- Luke Voigt's probably involved in that deal. So DJ gets moved to first, and then you have a gold glove caliber shortstop that can also hit you 30 bombs, but doesn't solve the fact that you need a left-handed bat more desperately than anything else in the world, and it doesn't put more pit, more arms in your arsenal. No, and then you have to re-sign them. I mean, yeah, and, and that's the problem is the fact that the Yankees refuse to spend. And, and I don't want to hear this from people that don't, don't understand baseball or whatever, and they're like, oh, the Yankees have this high, high of a payroll. It's like, dude, they won't go over the luxury tax, so we're, we're pretty much handcuffed. And you know what, man? Honestly, they shouldn't have to. No, they, just make, bad, like they just make decisions based off the numbers, and, and they don't have the right players on this team. It's 100% right. I think their payroll is like $250 million. That's enough to win. 
Yeah, and we're we're extremely depressed, and this pod's going in a bad direction right now when it comes to morale. Yeah, so let's change it. Um, the other New York team, before we talk trade deadline of possibilities for both teams, and then around the league is Mets took two or three from the Blue Jays after Pete Alonso won another home run derby. Did you watch that? Um, I caught pieces of it. They were they were hitting bombs out there. I was sad to see. I didn't know if Acuna was going to participate in it, but unfortunately, he tore his ACL. Definitely a fun tournament, and I was happy to see Mancini um, in there in the finals as well. Um, obviously, he beat cancer last year, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a fun night for baseball, and it's a shame that the game can't actually be as fun. <laughs> Very well said. It's 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 a great event every year, no matter no matter how bad the All Star Game is and the rest of the league is. Um, Mets are in first place still, though, and despite all of their injuries, that's and all really of their the concerns, one thing baseball has done right: is changing it up to the time limits and extending your time. If they could do what they did with the home run derby with the game and make it that much more interesting, they'd be they'd be in much better shape. Yeah, it's. I like this current format of the home run derby. I hope they don't change it. Go back to what you're saying. I'm sorry, buddy. I just had to get that uh, in there. No, I'm happy you did. This is listen, man. This is this is your baby here. Let's go. Um, you talk. You love your home run derby. <laughs> I was just gonna say, Mets took two of three from the Blue Jays, and Pete Alonso has been raking since that home run derby, kind of putting to bed this curse of the home run derby champion struggling in the second half. And it's funny, the Mets only have one more win than the Yankees, um, but totally the morale around this feel. team is so different. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the standings, obviously the AL East is a lot more stout than the NL East, but the, it's just a totally different feel. The Mets go out and get another pitcher in Rich Hill for basically nothing. I really like that move that they made. They have, I think they made that move because I think Syndergaard's a little bit further away um, than what they thought he was going to be, but Carrasco should be coming back soon. Stroman was a borderline all-star. Tijon Walker was an all-star. I don't even have to say his name. I sh- it's, it's like... He's like Voldemort, uh, fucking Jacob DeGrom. Like, I don't even have to say his name. He's so good. And this team is just fun, man. They got a lot of guys coming off the DL recently, or the IL recently. Um, They're starting to put it together. And I truly think that they are in it for the World Series. I think they're going to lose to the Dodgers in the CS, just like I said earlier on in the year. Listen, man, they're... They are a fun team to watch, and for every bad thing they do or every bad game they play, they somehow pull another one out of their ass. And the feel around this team is good for, for the injuries that you mentioned. It's, it's somehow, some way, this team is still fighting, and I think this division's theirs because I look at up and down the rest of this division. Washington is apparently willing to now sell you got Philly, who's trying to acquire players, but they don't have a lot of guys to give up. And Miami's obviously in sell mode, and Atlanta's hurting with the Acuna injury. I don't know. I, I think this is just going to be by default, as long as the Mets keep their head above water. This is their division. Yeah, and then once you get into the playoffs, they showed in 2016, it's just all about pitching. That's exactly right, and they've got it. And with, with Carrasco and... And Syndergaard coming back if they do it to full to full health plus this Rich Hill edition. I mean, they're they're very well equipped to win any series they've come into. Uh, yeah, and their pen has turned with. it around. Um, what's the Rosario, the closer? Oh, Diaz. You mean? I mean Diaz. Sorry, who am I thinking of? 
I think you're talking about the old shortstop that was in the. Uh... They look. They're they look. They're almost twins. Um, he's <laughs> on the twins, boy. actually. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, Lugo's obviously great out of the pen. They've got they've got a few arms that I really like. Uh, this team is just so much better and so much more fun than the Yankees, even though they're only one game above them. Um, speaking of the Yankees, we're going to talk trade deadline. How do you feel about it? What do you think they should do, and what are they going to do? Because I think. Chapman should go. I think Britain should go. Uh, anybody that you can trade that isn't somebody that's going to be here for the long haul, I think you should get what you can for him. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. Um, and the but what is gonna happen is the question. To add, yeah, there you go. What I'd like to see happen is them trade off some of their assets that would help other teams right now, and then you save the winter for the really big moves. Um, but that's not going to happen. So let's see. They put a trade offer into Trevor Story. Um, right now, the Rockies don't seem to be in love with that. And they don't have to trade him. I mean, the Rockies, you know, for as shitty as they are, and as much as they're probably going to, as good of a chance as there is for them to lose Story in free agency, they also could just say, we're not going to trade you if we don't like the return. Um, I think the Yankees are going to kind of go half in i think they're gonna try to acquire a couple of band-aids and upgrades Ugh. max kepler the within, absolute worst you could do and i was just gonna say which is the worst you can do because max kepler was a name mentioned today they've talked about looking at starting pitching even though Sevy and kluber are on the way back it, they're talking about you know any kind of bats adam frazier got traded to san diego yesterday so he's out i don't know i just hate that i'm like listen just decide what you are but they're only three and a half back of the wild card, and that's when Cashman's going to go up to Howitt. Sucks. But that's where we're at. Anything else around the league? I think the Padres are still going to be big-time buyers. I think they, they think they can compete with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think the Mets have a few moves left in them. Maybe St. Louis, a couple other teams. Yeah, Cubs are obviously in a full fire sale. What do you think is going to happen with the Nats? Do you think they actually trade Scherzer? Um... How many years are left on his deal? This is his last. Yeah, I think they, I think they will. I, I think he Scherzer might get himself another ring by going to a really good team. I mean, I know the Mets have called about him. I don't know how the Nationals feel about trading within division, which obviously, as you know, I think is the dumbest thing ever. If you, if both teams can make their teams better, whether the one in the short term, one in the long term, the deal should be done as long as it's a good deal. And the Nats have nothing to lose. They have a World Series title in 2019, and that would be just sick for the Mets. And you know I'm kind of a closet, low-key, root-for-the-Mets kind of guy. Yeah, and most people would call you frauds. I wouldn't. Um... Thank you for that. I'm not a Mets fan. It's just I root for them. And I and, and I pity the Mets fans that get so mad when you say you're a Yankees fan because it's cute. Get over yourself. Stop crying as we cry on this pod. As we cry on this pod. By the way, I've like hit the mute button like four times to cough, so I'm not hacking up a lung on the podcast. What a guy, um, professional. I'm really doing my you're best. Saving, like, you're saving the producer on the back end. Me. I know I am. I Listen, I know who the CEO is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, for the Mets, it would be it would be a dream situation for them to get Scherzer. I don't know, man. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing for you to root for the Mets. I rooted for them in 15. Was it 16? Sorry, another cough break. Jesus. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think I think the whole New York sports fraud, like, I root for the Jets to be good. 
I know you root for the Giants, root against the Giants for me, but why is it bad for another team in the same city to be good? Yeah, and I think the lesser team always roots against the better team. Like, the Mets fans will never be Yankees fans. I guess I have a little bit of Mets-itis when it comes to the Giants. I always want the Giants to suck. So I guess I can kind of empathize with, with the Mets fans in that situation. Yeah, I think the Knicks and Nets now is only different because Kyrie and KD could have gone to the Knicks and Knicks fans were waiting forever and they turned around and went to Brooklyn. Oh, I think that's the, the only I think that the see I think that's the only one where you could be like, "No, fuck them." But other than that, the New Jersey Nets are just like every other fucking hipster. You go to college and then you're like, "Oh, I'm going to move to Brooklyn." Same thing. Nice. I'm glad you got that out. I got it. <laughs> that's all I had to say. But your closet Mets fan is showing. And uh, I'm looking forward to other people tweeting at us and telling you how much of a fraud you are. I'm not going to do it because I was saying like blatantly, I mean, I, you know, I don't care about hockey, but I have said that my allegiance belongs to the Rangers and I'll bandwagon with the Rangers if they're in the Stanley Cup finals. But this year I was watching the Islanders get to the game seven in the Eastern Conference final. And people are like shitting on me. Like, first of all, you know, I don't care about hockey. And second of all, yeah, kind of am. Like, it'd be cool if the Islanders were in the Stanley Cup final. But that'd be fun. Yeah, and Tampa Bay won again. And Tampa Bay won again. All right, what do you got for PGA UFC? PGA, let's talk about the Open. I mean, <laughs> listen, if people – I don't know if you saw my tweet, but if people would listen to me, they'd be making money this week or last oh, you, week. You would have made people lots of money if they listened to you, buddy. Well, they'd probably still be in the red because of, you know, everything else I, I decide. But, I mean, my foursome was Spieth, Rom, Finau, obviously, and Fleetwood. And all those guys, I believe, made the cut. Spieth finished number two. Rom finished top six or five. Finau and Fleetwood were in the top 30, I think. Obviously, classic. But then I also gave a bonus, <laughs> top top 10, Brooks and Ustazen, and I put a little lock next to it. That means that that's a lock. I think Brooks finished fourth, and Ustazen finished third. Look at you. So you guys are welcome for that. I mean, aside from that, on the, on the PGA, Camp Champ wins the 3M Open. That's always a nice event. Um, didn't watch a little bit of it, but didn't really watch too much. The Olympics are coming up. We have the... Best golfer in the world because John Rahm had to pull out because he got COVID for the third time. Jeez. Crazy. Um, just get vaccinated already, bro. Um, he says he is. He says he's double vaxxed. Well, listen, and I will say you can get uh, – just to, just for all those people out there that are quote-unquote anti-vaxxers, you can still get COVID if you are double vaxxed and vaccinated, but the chances of you getting it are much less – and also, the chances of you dying from getting COVID are significantly less, like, astronomically, like, 99.9%. Exactly. Um, and you're protecting others around you. So, that's my that's my piece on that. But back to it. Olympics, Justin Thomas, uh, Morikawa, Bryson had to pull out, so Patrick Reed is replacing him. Um and I forgot what the other a substitution person. that is, huh? Yeah. Oh man, Captain Mer- replace Bryson with Patrick Reed. Two guys that if you told me that they wanted to come on the pod, I'd probably say no. Oh, I know your hate. You have a visceral hate for both of them. 
Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, <laughs> but again, Kyle Morikawa, we had this was like the greatest golf season. I am, you know, I've been into golf for I don't know since like 2018. I started playing consistently, and it was really this past year with COVID and golf being the first sport to come back. Um, that I really got into watching golf, like not just watching the Masters and, and that's it. it, you know, out of the corner of my eye, doing a bunch of other things, like actually watching every single tournament. And it was the best year for me to do it. Seven majors in a 12-month span. And Colin Morikawa was the, sco- was the story of that. Starting it off, first major played since COVID started with the PGA Championship. And then capping it off, final major being played with the Open Championship. And... World-class ball striker, best ball striker since Tiger Woods, um, and he is one of the best players on tour, one of the best players in the world. Seems like a really cool dude. Um, he's not my foursome. I, I have a very committed foursome. I've decided to make another change to my foursome, another amendment. Hey. Um, I have an announcement to make my foursome. Tommy Fleetwood is out of the foursome. Sorry, Tommy. I need a foreigner in there. I'm going to get – it's a little bit of a bullshit foreigner because he did play his college golf in America, but he is from Spain. It is now Brooks, John Rahm, Max Homa, and and Tony Fina. Hey. Very front-runner of me, but it's individual sports, and I'm allowed to do that there. Official announcement has been made for the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. So who's your guy? Who's your favorite golfer? You don't have to give me four. Hey, you know I love fucking. You know I love Brooks. <laughs> He's the man. He is. I really fucking do, man. I, 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 you know what? I liked him anyway. I remember watching the 2018 U.S. Open. I think it was at Shinnecock, and mm-hmm. he was fucking. Everybody was bitching and moaning about the course, and he was just going out there and playing. And I was like, I like this guy. Built like a fucking linebacker. Like I appreciate his game. And then now, just the rivalry with Bryson and just his petty. How much he hates him and the quick, the quick sarcasm. I, I have nothing but love for the spite that he has yeah. for Bryson. So I, he's he's my number one, and he has been for some time. And I will watch, you know, the the back end of of every major, and I have, and I've really enjoyed it. It's really cool that Morikawa was able to bookend this crazy run of of majors in this twelve month span. Yeah, and and Louis stays in being, I think, in the top five of almost every single one of them. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride, although he has won a major. He did win an Open a few years back. Um, I forgot where he won it at. But, yeah, just an incredible golf season. I know we still have the FedEx Championship where the winner is going to take home like $15 million. But for me, the golf season has – this is like extra innings. You know, the game Do we have over. a Ryder Cup this year? We absolutely do. That's another thing that we get to add on to the docket. Brooks and Bryson, depending on COVID and all that stuff, will be on the same team. That ought to be interesting. I think Phil's going to be there as well. I don't know how the hell he got on the team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, incredible year for, for majors. Again, I mean, Phil just mentioned him. He won this year, a major. Unbelievable. We've spent a lot of time talking about what a fun era this is and for the casual golf fan. I mean, it's gotten fans like you who are already into it, like, ramped up. It got people like me who were – just craving sports to finally have a live event where we didn't know the outcome uh, to engage with it, you know, a year ago at this time. 
And all the way through, I just think the personalities are great. The talent on the tour is fucking incredible. And it's a fun sport to chop it up with and talk about. I just I just think it's in a really good place right now, and it's only getting better, and this rivalry between Bryson and Brooks uh, is only sparking it. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, can't wait for, for the Masters in April next year. Um, I don't want to wish my life away, but God, I, I can't wait for it. Um, this Ryder Cup will be fun. Uh, I believe it's is it I think it's stateside this year, um, which means we have a better, much better chance of winning. Um, I'm gonna look that up for you right now. The the FedEx Cup should be interesting. Um, golf, honestly, it, it it did a lot for me in 2021 because there wasn't much to do. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna be able to look back on it with those fond memories, kind of like how we used to with baseball, right? Like we always looked forward to April because that meant baseball season was starting and it was the greatest time. It signified the ending of the winter and all that bullshit. But we're going to look back on golf and be like, dude, this sport saved us from the pandemic. Like it was the first thing we had. And to it to be in the state that it's in is just fucking awesome. Absolutely, man. Um, Quick MMA talk. Uh, there hasn't been a big fight since the last one. Um, McGregor is just—he's—he's he's in another stage of his career. Poirier was a better fighter than him, but my guy Sugar Shane beat the shit out of some rando because the other guy had to pull out, I think, because of COVID. Um, and, and that fight was pretty badass. That's all. People I have to really, say. In, people really enjoyed your commentary and your the lead up to the fights last time we recorded. They thought that you were. Uh, they thought that you brought it. They didn't know you had that in your arsenal. Oh man! Listen, if I, I, I gotta say, MMA is creeping up ahead of baseball too, bro. Oh my god, these Saturday night fights, especially when they have a good card, are so much fun to watch with your boys. It really is, and and streaming is so good right now. You don't even have to pay for the pay per view. Should I cover up the mic when I say this? I streamed the shit out of that fight, and it didn't lag once. Everybody fucking does, man. Everybody fucking does. Yeah, and it was just so much fun. It really was. I loved every single fight. McGregor fight was a little anticlimactic. It was it was not fun to see his ankle touch the floor like that. I hope that never happens to my ankle. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait for the next big fight to come up. Um, anything else out of you, buddy? No, man, that's basically it. Just trying to get better. I'm sorry that I've been fucking raspy through this whole fucking pod but it that's is what right, it is man. that's all right we got to get it in while we can although life will be slowing down for me hopefully soon you gotta um, be excited about that right oh i am i am ecstatic about it um i can't wait to have just time back to get focus on our business and and my other business and and just chill and not have to you know, drive forever after I drive all day for, you know, drive around for fucking work and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's exciting stuff. Have you been watching any shows, by the way? No, I have not. Um, but I will start soon, and I'm looking for suggestions. I think Mayor of Easttown is going to be my first. Oh, my God. You haven't seen Mayor of Easttown yet? Been busy with the sports, man. Oh, I can got, I spoil I'm, it? I'm, I'm, no, I want to watch it. <laughs> no, it's a great I actually show. Am, I actually am going to be dialing into a few now because we're Basketball's in a quiet done. spot. Basketball's done. The Yankees are a waste of my time, mm. and we've that's got a, a that's an excellent way to put it. I can't believe we haven't just said it. It's a it's a waste of our time. 
it's a waste of our damn time. So during the week, you know, there's going to be opportunities now for me to tune into something else. And I think Mayor of Easttown is going to be it because I've heard nothing but ringing endorsements. Good show on Netflix. I'm on season three of this show called Startup. Um, it's kind of like mindless watching. It's not. It's intense. It's kind of an action show, but at the same time, like you don't really care that much. But it's good to have on in the background. Um, I am okay. super hyped for this. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's like a Tony Soprano childhood show. His son's in it. Gandolfini's son, not actual Tony Soprano. Um, that show, I think it's coming out in the fall. Looks incredible. Really want to go to the movies, or maybe just wait till it comes out in. I'll probably just wait till it comes out because it's less than a month away. The uh, Anthony Bourdain um, documentary that looks yes. incredible. I have been watching yeah, a little bit of Parts Unknown. Um, that one looks really good. I'm watching uh, the Woodstock '99 on HBO right now. I've got about 20 minutes left. How is that? Mm, it's okay. The music is cool. I listened to the uh, documentary podcast series a few years ago. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It, it's all right. It's all right. I have been listening to one by the ringer, the Len Bias one. That one's a good one. I did finish that. That was really good. Yeah. That one's that one is a good one. Uh, but aside from that, yeah, that's that's it for the show. It's just trying to get out there and play as much golf as I can before they uh, before it gets cold out here. Oh, you got plenty of time, my man. You still got a few months. Yeah, I know. I know. But these are like fly- they, if they keep flying by the way they have, I don't know. I know. Well, then you can fly down here and we'll play a few rounds here. Sounds good to me, man. Good shit, bro. Well, we got the NBA draft on Thursday. We got NBA free agency starting on Monday. And uh, there's going to be a lot of news breaking in the next couple weeks or so. And um, hopefully we'll be talking by then. And like you said, we got Will coming on. And amazingly, we're about a month out from doing our NFL predictions. Uh, I can't wait, man. I hope you feel better. Good Thanks, luck bro. with the uh, with the prospects of the new job. Um, everybody, the website will be fixed as soon as I can get my shit together. Sorry about that. Uh, sorry to interrupt is the name of the podcast, nice. so sorry. Um, yeah, just feel better, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Continue doing what you're doing, and um, I'm glad things are going to start slowing down for you a little bit. And uh, next uh, next time we talk on the air, we'll be recording episode 200 of this journey. It's fucking dope. 200. Let's not talk Yankees so we can bring the energy. I like it. Uh, it's a, you got a handshake deal right there. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, everybody. Take care. <laughs>